What's going on, guys? And welcome back to a brand new episode of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. I'm your host, Adam Martin, more commonly known as the No Breakfast Guy. And I hope you're doing what you love with the people that you love. And let's jump straight into it. I'm always very happy to have guests come on this show because normally I'm sitting here talking to myself and kind of laying out information and uh, it can be a lonely place sitting in this uh, little danky uh, little studio I've got here. But uh, I really appreciate uh, Rob all the way from Dubai, from or via London, I should say. Um, But 11 years ago, he's telling me that he's been in Dubai uh, now. So Rob, I appreciate your time and thanks for joining us on the show. Yeah, how you doing, buddy? How, how how have you been over in Australia? Um, I think we both have similar weather, don't we? So that's that's good. Always good start today. It's uh, scorching hot, and I mean, we're 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 sitting at thirty five, forty degrees at the moment. But uh, you're you're in winter time, I presume now, yeah? Yeah, I guess winter time, as you call it, is twenty twenty seven, twenty eight. So it's, yeah, it's nice. The weather's <laughs> absolutely perfect. But um, yeah, again, appreciate you having me on, buddy. Super excited to see what we can offer to the listeners today, and. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready to sort of uh, chuck out some uh, some value, hopefully. Absolutely, mate. And again, I appreciate your time and uh, coming on to speak to my audience and uh, sharing, I guess, a story that obviously you'll go into uh, more. And I shared this with you just off air before we started talking. Mm-hmm. And I've been relaying this to my audience of late that I really want to talk about mental health um, as opposed to just physical health and how they kind of interlie, I guess, go together um, much more closely. I think the fitness industry gives it credit um, for, and obviously you've got a unique story um, yourself that I haven't spoken to many people in the physique world and then moving into what you're doing now. So for people listening in, can you just give us a bit of a background on who Rob was growing up and I guess how that led into getting into that physique world and get, you know, I guess that story and and what it kind of comes in your life. Yeah, totally. I'll be as brief as I possibly can, you know. Um, it's a long old story, but I, I guess I'll start from from past and present quickly, yeah. So um, I haven't got a, an inspirational story where I was overweight or um, I struggled when I was younger with stuff like that, you know. Um, I've always been into fitness from the young age, from eight, playing football, boxing. So it's always been in my genes. Um, I guess it's always been a habit, right? It's, a, it's always been a routine. So I started my fitness journey um properly when i was probably about 18 um went to went to sort of you know college and, and done the, the old famous sports science stuff and things like that and um, then i moved to london where i where i sort of excelled in my fitness career and i'm become a personal trainer done one-on-one stuff for, for, for many years um i've skipped loads of stuff there by the way i'm trying to be, yeah, trying no, to be all good. take again. your time yeah feel free um when I'm, from london i moved to dubai right obviously um moved to Dubai again I worked for worked for gyms you know the sort of the commercial sort of gyms um and then I sort of freelanced and went on my own um during that time in Dubai obviously it's a big move um I guess the reason I moved just to touch on that quickly you know when you're sort of um you know when you go on holiday with your mates uh, and you and you both enjoy it the sun's good at the time I was what was I um am I now yeah like 24 so obviously I was in my you know, drinking and sort of doing a bit of party and that so we obviously come on holiday and um dubai for people who don't know it is actually it's not restricted at all whatever you hear in the news it's totally the opposite in fact so we had a blinding time for like two weeks pretty much done everything you could think of um and it's one of those where you know when you say to your mate yeah let's just move there <laughs> you always say that when you're on holiday with your mate that you left move there so good <laughs> Um, so obviously I moved here my mate stayed back in the UK so that was me moved over here I think I had just one suitcase and I think I had about two thousand dollars in my in my bank and I was about 23 yeah 23 24 um, so I moved to Dubai obviously started um, personal training again like I was in London and then I I got into sort of physique 
um, competing for the, for the WBFF. Okay, um, went down that sort of route where obviously you know most personal trainers do that nowadays, don't they? Especially in Australia, right? I think everyone, I think every Tom, Dick, and Harry's doing a competition, aren't they? And, and trying to get ripped and doing stage and stuff. So I went down that route. Um, that was quite a while ago now. Um, it's probably about seven, eight years ago. Yeah. So I went down that route. Um, obviously enjoyed it because um, I, you know, I'm quite a structured guy, and it gives you discipline. It gives you structure, um, and obviously it was, you know, just something I wanted to achieve. I've done a few competitions. Um, you know, fortunately won one in in Las Vegas, won my pro card, um, and then done the usual things, you know, where you you get sponsored and you you know your supplement stuff and all that sort of all that sort of stuff. Um, and then I sort of after like after I'd done it, I sort of I lost a little bit of interest in it, right? Because um, I did one, I didn't like going on stage. Um, believe it or not, I'm a little bit shy, so I didn't like going on stage. Didn't like sort of posing, you know, with your pants on and your whatever your, your briefs and stuff and stuff like that. <laughs> um, so I fell out the love for it. And actually, I guess the main purpose of the story today is um, it actually caused a bit of a a bit of an eating disorder actually at the time, right? Because where where I was so fixated on being like five percent body fat, you know, four percent body fat. I think I got down to right, which is it's not a healthy. It's not a healthy percentage. We're not we're not designed to be that low in body fat, you know. You know, twelve percent is, is ideal for a man, right? 12 percent is perfect. So I was getting like four percent, thinking I had to be that all year round, like dieting, weighing food, um, and then and it caused a bit of a, um, I guess you you could call it an eating disorder, right? However you sort of want to look at it. Um, I wouldn't go to social events, you know. I, I think I lost quite a lot of friends at the time because I think they just stopped asking me like, do you want to come there? Do you want to do that? And I'd be like, oh, weighing up my options. Like, um, what am I going to be able to eat? I don't want to, you know what I mean? I went down that sort of route. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm frankly, it didn't last too long. I got out of it, but um, a quick story about the eating disorder. So I was living with a friend at the time and um, he was obviously into fitness, but obviously being into fitness and doing what I was doing was a totally different scope, right? You're, you're, you're literally living like a, trying to live like a monk, which is not the, uh, not the way to go. Uh, and, I, and I was living with him, right? And I, and I was just coming up to sort of a competition. Um, and we were sitting there one night and he's, uh, he's gone downstairs and got a sort of ice cream, right? And I'm like, oh, he's trying to think, oh, should, should I have that ice cream or not? I'm like, I, you know, what would it do? So I've got, I had this ice cream, right? Um, and then I've gone downstairs to the shop was downstairs below our apartment. And I've took like five or six different trips downstairs to get ice cream, right? I go downstairs, buy four Magnums, come back up, I buy another, downstairs, buy another four. So I've gone for about 16 lollies, like Magnums, right? You can picture what a Magnum is, right? They're not, they're not like small. So I've done like 16 of them. Like, the, you know, the lolly sticks are sitting down the table, the wrappers <laughs> look like I've just been smoking loads of weed, but um and he's like, looked at me and think, what, like, Rob, what, what are you doing? And I'm like, um, not even like overweight people would sit and do that, you know? And I tried to explain to him, look, I said, when you, when you restrict yourself so much, it's like when you're a kid, right? When someone tells you not to do something, you do it twice as bad and do it even more, don't you? So it's like that with, with being really strict on yourself, if that makes sense, right? When someone's telling you, when you've got that little thing on, in your head saying you can't do this, you really want to do it, right? So that was me. Um, and I think I've always been that. Um, so I was, I was going through these sort of, these sort of one day to two day binges. Yeah. Um, 
another quick story. I've got so many. I was on the way to a two-hour drive somewhere, and I was I stopped at every petrol station to to buy two bars of chocolate. And there, there must have been about eight different petrol stations on the way to where I was going. And I was like, this is that uh, ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's definitely I definitely caused an eating disorder. But anyway, um, cut a long story short. That was that was a while ago. Now I'm sort of um, I've got my own business, online business, got a podcast, um, and now I'm actually a family man. Got a young got a young girl married um and yeah i guess um life's totally different now right to what i was doing obviously it was selfish you know you do that sort of thing you're focusing on your body weight your your, your low body fat and, and basically it's all about you right but but like yourself you know i have a family so yeah things are a lot different um but yeah that's pretty brief pretty brief story i guess there's, there's loads of bits in between but yeah i hope that sort of give the guys a bit of an outlook of what we may talk about today Absolutely. And um, I think it's a really um, interesting point to kind of bring up in that, I guess, the world in which we live in can become that kind of normal for us in that you're saying you, know, you were sitting at four or five percent when getting on stage. If you were to drop back to 10 percent in your kind of off time, that because it's become so normal for you to be at four or five percent, did you feel like at 10 percent, oh, my God, I'm this fat lard piece of thing oh my god I'm, I'm not in shape anymore did did that kind of ever have that you know switch inside your head or it never kind of really got that extreme that you saw yourself at 10 percent as an overweight lazy person at that kind of point no, it's um it's, it's a really good question actually because i'll give you another little sort of an example so um i remember going to sort of a beach staycation with a group of friends there's about 10 of us and this was after i just finished the competition right obviously the competition you're four or five percent and you know Four weeks later, you know, you, you're obviously not that lean. It's not sustainable. Um, so I got to about 10%, you know. Obviously, I should have been happy. Still looking okay, you know. But I didn't take my shirt off at the um, this, this pool thing. And I was obviously probably, um, you know, humbly, probably better in shape than most of the guys there, to be fair. But because I'd been at a sort of 4 or 5%, and then and within the space of four weeks, got to 10, I was like, oh, I, feel, I feel a bit, I feel a bit, um, I feel a bit fluffy here. And I, I sort of massively felt a little bit out of shape. Um, so yeah, to answer to your question, looking back at it, yeah, definitely, um, it definitely does cause that. And um, yeah, like I said, you know, thankfully didn't last too long. Got out of that, and you know, I, I happily, I happily said fifteen percent body fat now. <laughs> I've got the got the dad pod going on now, so it's uh, it's all good. <laughs> um, is it when you say you got out of it? Was that just purely because you left the sport and it was just something that okay, that's what I've done. I'm now moving on, or was it something you had to actively work on to say, you know what, I've I got to change my mindset here. I got to change the way I look at food, the way I look at exercise, the way I look at my life as a total. Like, what was it that kind of drove you forward and said that's that's not something that's healthy or you know sustainable for me? I just think it's just totally totally sacking the whole competing off. You know, it was just like don't need to do it don't really enjoy it so I didn't have to put myself through that of getting that lean you know uh, and I just dealt with it you know I just pretty quickly dealt with it and uh, it wasn't like a it wasn't like a long problem where I would have sort of body dysmorphia um, but yeah I got over it pretty quick got over it pretty quick um, um, the the kind of analogy because you said it before and that you know people who would say they're fit and ha healthy and active and yeah. where you were in you know physique world they're very different you know, yeah. worlds to kind of live in. And I, I, I like to use the analogy for myself in that I, I consider myself a decent runner. I love running, yeah. but I'm never going to compare myself anywhere close to like a Gabra Celesi, the world's greatest marathon yeah, yeah, running. Yeah. There's a very vast <laughs> difference between there. 
But I think a lot of people online, when they're consuming content, the regular, I say regular very loosely, but the regular Joe Blow who just wants to get fit and healthy sees that 7%, 5% kind yeah. of shredded guy and goes, that's what I want to get into. Not really realizing that, you know what, 12% is attainable with good diet and exercise and some patience and consistency, but getting that next jump from 12% mm -hmm. down to five is a huge commitment, Absolutely. a huge change in life. And so <laughs> can you kind of give, I guess, a sense since you've been in both of those worlds where you are now yeah. as a family man, got kids, got a wife, what you kind of do now, as opposed to kind of what you had to go through to get down to those, you know, four and 5% type. Yeah. So I guess I'll start off with, so, so here's the thing guys, when your social media is obviously um, it's rife, isn't it? It's everywhere. I mean, there's home workouts, tip workouts, every sort of thing you could possibly look for online, right? So here's the thing. Most of the guys that are absolutely really in shape online, okay, they're, they're not like that all year round, okay? And even if they are, just ignore them because they're basically one half a percent of the population that keep fit, right? <laughs> it's, it's, you know, no, no one's that lean all year round. And if they are, you know, they've got great genetics. They probably dedicate their whole life to it. Um, they don't have kids, you know, their whole life is around food, training, just like mine was, I guess. So you just have to sort of um, cancel out the noise and it's, it's not realistic, right? So here's the thing, like from what I do now personally, obviously, as you said, family man, it's totally different to what I used to do. So, uh, and it's also the, the, I guess, I guess the demographic of the guys that sort of we help at uh, Train Sharp is we sort of, we help sort of 40 to 55 year olds, um, you know, roll back their years and reach their full potential, but, but sort of be better family men. Right. So we're not trying to get people. I don't go, I don't coach people to get ripped and be competition ready. Right. I used to do that, but I don't do it no more. because It's not realistic. Yeah. Uh, and you don't, you don't need a sat, you don't need a six pack to have satisfaction. Right. Just like you don't need money to be, to be happy. Um, so what I do now I personally, I train four times a week, 45 minutes. I have a meal prep uh, delivery, um, for example. Um, so I don't, I don't really cook much. Um, <laughs> those guys sort, sort me out. Um, but my wife is, you know, we're, we're quite a healthy family. My wife's a functional medicine uh, nutritionist, right? So, I mean, I mean, I guess the thing here, I've not gone from like being a, com being a competitor to sort of just like the average Joe. I, I still keep fit. I'm in the gym four times a week and it's a habit. Okay, once you get into that routine and you and you and you put it into the to the family and set those new habits and cook together um, and all support each other, it's you're going to be a lot more happier than being sort of super super lean, right? Because I tried to I tried to do it a little while ago. I tried to get down to sort of five six percent. I was like, it's not it's not worth it. No one really no one really cares anyway. I mean, it's no one, no one really gives a shit, you know, if you how how lean you are. Right? <laughs> Obviously, I like doing it because I like structure and I like discipline, yeah? And, and it definitely gives you that. And, you know, being said, I mean, I'm just about to sort of start being a little bit more strict on my calories now and cut down a little bit. When I, was, when I say cut down, it's only to sort of about like 8 9% body fat. You know, I'm not going to kill myself because I know how to do it. I still go out. I have like a beer at the weekend, go out with the family. I take them out for, for dinner um have a roast dinner for those of you in australia obviously the old famous uh <laughs> the old famous english roast dinner <laughs> have a roast dinner you know we'll have a burger and chips on a thursday night because because i know i'm not i'm not so hard on myself and i know if you just train you just turn up 
you do your walking, um, you eat, you eat 80% clean of the time, you can literally get away with doing all of what I just said. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you do that for, if you do that over a year, 80% of the time over one year, I guarantee you, you'll probably be in the best shape of your life. And um, sorry, yeah. sorry, James. I was going to say the, the kind of, I guess the people you say you're working with now, you've always, uh, for the last few years, obviously been involved with personal training and moving, you know, with the online um, work that you're now doing as well. Was, were you kind of being pigeonholed with what you used to do with regards to your own um, physique? Did you get pigeonholed with people reaching out to you saying, Hey Rob, I saw you on your last post to how you, st- you know, you're on stage and you won your, your pro card. Like, can you help me do that? And when you kind of got out of that world, did you still have people reaching out to you with that? And you, you had to start turning people away or did you kind of, you know, still take them on? When did the kind of move to doing what you're now doing with regards to, you know, the 40 to 50 year old uh, males looking just to be a better family man and get in shape? Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. So obviously when you're, whatever you're doing, you're, you're seen as the go-to, right? Because basically if, if you're looking for someone to help you, you go to someone who's done it, right? That's, it's very obvious in everything. So when I was obviously doing that, you would get competitors, especially in you know, one of my sort of pro card, right? You get other guys wanting to do it like, yeah, yeah, coaching. So I did. Um, I did that for a while. Um, I won a lot of guys, a lot of girls actually, their, their pro cards. Um, and, and to be honest, they're a pain in the ass, um, you know, because <laughs> when you want to get that lean, you, you believe it or not, these guys actually, these guys actually complain more than some of the guys that i I coach now, these guys have got like three, four businesses. They've got three kids. They've got wives, you know? Um, so then it got to sort of this stage. I was like, you know, I don't want to do this no more, um, especially with those sort of guys. So I just stopped doing it. Um, and, you know, I've got quite a big network, so I could easily just gone. I just went into sort of what I wanted to do. Um, and I felt a connection with those sort of guys, you know, the sort of guys that are sort of 40 to 55 Um busy family men um, that just wanted to just wanted to better themselves and uh, sort of raise their standards. Yeah. And I, and I like working with guys better than that because they're not just worried about one thing, you know, they're successful in, in their, in their business, you know, and I like, I like, um, I like networking with these sort of guys. Um, and I think I like to think they, they, they see me as um, a bit of an inspiration as well. Um, <laughs> I'd like to think so, but um, so they're the sort of guys I like working with. And, and listen, like you should never work with people you don't want to work with, right? Um, and, and you should never just work with people that that come to you and you don't think it's going to be a good fit because yeah. it, it it won't work. So, um, and I, and I guess I've given that sort of energy off that you know you, you come into our program, it's a no nonsense simplified program. You know we don't sort of handheld people and have to mess with them and get them to the gym. You know, these, these guys are structured guys. They, they, they don't want to be messing around and you're calling them saying, hey, hey, um, can you get to the gym today? You know, you missed your workout. Like, here's the sort of program. This is what we deliver. We teach you long-term lifestyle habits. And um, that, that's, that's how we do things. And that's the sort of guys that sort of gravitate towards me now, I guess. The, the reason I kind of wanted to, uh, I guess, ask that question is that did you start or have you seen uh, much of the... I guess the mental health issues and the the eating disorder that you spoke about, did you start seeing a lot of those kind of traits in the people that you were working with back in that physique world in that some alarm bells rang that you're like, Oh my God, you know, this person who's just contacted me, like some of the things they're saying, the way they're acting, you know, I've seen this behavior before, you know, and you, you know, you 
from a place of perspective that you've, you know, you've been through that yourself that you could say, Hey, look, you know what? I actually highly recommend A, B and C for you because I don't think we should be going down this route. Like, was that something you kind of saw and you kind of had, you know, hand in being able to help um, people with that? Or is it more didn't kind of come across that as much as, um, you know, it may, it may have been prevalent coming these days we're seeing much more of it. Mm. Um, I, I guess one thing when you're in that sort of when you're in that sort of network, it has it's actually quite a warming network. From honest, you know, people diss the fitness industry and stuff like that, and these guys that compete, but it is actually quite a welcome sort of, uh, I guess, group, right? I mean, everyone's doing the same thing. Everyone's prepping. <laughs> everyone's prepping their food. You know, you're all trying to get lean, and I and I did enjoy that. I met a lot of good people, right? So I met a lot of good friends that I still speak to now, um, and it does. It, you know, I wouldn't slate it at all. It was good. It was a good part of my career. Um, but no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it rung alarm bells of other people going through that. I guess I didn't really speak about that with other people. Um, it was just my experience. But I know it's a fact that, you know, people restrict themselves. You know, there's no hiding that. It's, it's a restrictive thing to do, right? Um, but that also, that also comes down with guys that are a little bit older as well, right? Because so I'll give another example. Probably people will relate to this more. So um, I, let's give someone an example. So a client of mine the other, the other week, um, he was like three weeks in, right, to his program. Um, and I bet this will, this will resonate with a lot of people, actually, because I bet you've done this. Um, so three weeks into the program, and he's, um, he said to me, yeah, oh, I'm really doing well, Rob. The, the weight is absolutely shedding off him, like a little bit too fast, to be honest. And um, I'm like, what are you up to then? What are you, what are you doing? Are you like eating hay, are you? What, are you eating all the food? <laughs> um, and he's like, no, I haven't, I haven't been out. Like, you know, when the kids go out, I, I take my, I take my, uh, take my Tupperware and don't have any ice cream. And like, when we go to the cinema, you know, I, I get my, get my sort of cucumber and stuff like that and haven't missed a gym session. I'm like, I'm like, buddy, like, that's great. I mean, the first three weeks, you know, you've got some quick wins on the board. But that's not how you sort of we roll on this program, right? Because if you continue to do that for another three weeks, then I pretty much guarantee you you'll just, you know, throw the towel in because that's what normally happens, especially with guys you haven't got experience like that. I could probably do that, right? Because I know what it's all about. But guys that have gone from sedentary lifestyle to then go from flipping a you know kitchen table and, and doing everything, like doing cardio, doing weights, prepping their food, you know, nothing's ever going to be perfect. And, you know, to the guys listening, nobody, nobody follows uh, a nutrition and a fitness plan 100%. It's impossible. Like, if you're going into a program thinking you need to do that, then it's the wrong program for you. And the coach is obviously coaching you wrong. Okay. Because you go into a program the first week, just get into the gym. Yeah. Second week, let's touch up your food a little bit more. Maybe this, you know, start wearing it more accurately. Okay, because and then what we do, maybe we get the steps in. Yeah, the first and second week is always a bit of a demo. You're never, ever going to get anything perfect. And, you know, I give my guys go out and have a free hit at the weekend. Not not like too bad, because obviously you give someone an inch, <laughs> they take a mile. Right. Um, but get, obviously, when you go out, go out, have, have that roast dinner with your family. Right. Have that. Go to the cinema, have that popcorn. Going back to what I said earlier, if you're consistent for 80 percent of the time of your food and your training over six months, you're honestly guaranteed results. There's no two ways about it. There's no two ways about it. Um, so I guess, yeah, I went off on a bit of a tangent there, but um, I hope that answered your first Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, the move into, I guess, Dubai, where you are now, like how's the health scene 
in and fitness scene in Dubai in comparison to where else you've been in the world, obviously living in and working in London, obviously you did your pro card or won your pro card over in Vegas, like where you've been and, you know, been involved in the fitness space. Like how is Dubai um, as a place for, you know, obviously being a personal trainer, but also just what you generally see kind of, you know, I can imagine in summertime being 50 degrees, like not many people out running (laughs) along the uh, boardwalk kind of thing there. Like uh, gyms and things are very popular thing over there and fitness itself. Is it a, is it a place for fitness? Um, so yeah, like Dubai itself, like the, the, the rapid growth in the, the, you know, the infrastructure and the architecture is exactly what the fitness industry has done. So when I moved to 11 years ago, there was like one gym where everyone used to go to, like it was a big gym and it was like, you know, those sort of bodybuilder gyms, well-equipped or everything sort of plated. Everyone used to go there. Right. Um, and yeah, that was 11 years ago, 24 fitness, it was called in like a, some industrial estate. Um, and then every year it's just just grown and grown and grown. Um, I think I was the first person in Dubai to actually win um, um, a pro card for a fitness model. Yeah. Okay. So then everybody started doing it. Everybody started winning their pro cards. Then more gyms were opening. Um, then there was uh, meal prep companies, um, just like in Oz, right? It's just like anywhere now. It's absolutely massive. I mean some of the best gyms in the world are actually in dubai now there's like there's about four or five gyms that you probably walk into i know there's loads in australia but you just think wow this is uh this is insane um so yeah i mean in, like like i said like the, like the building work and everything else the fitness industry is 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 massive actually in dubai now yeah it's, it's really big um it's really big and where do you see i guess that trend kind of heading towards you know what what are people mostly doing that you you see from your world what are, like obviously the last couple of years has been a shit show with everything that's mm. been going on and you know i don't know again i don't know how it's been in dubai but obviously over here gyms are shutting down people are going out of business and all those kinds of things that have come just as a secondary effect from there the big push that went into doing home programs and all those and then now people yeah. are gyms are opening back up again, people are getting back in the world and people are shifting back into the gym. Like how are you kind of seeing that space play out in Dubai in specific, um, in specifics? So most, most people, most people here, to be honest, especially sort of the Arabic population, it's bodybuilding. There's a lot of bodybuilding culture here, you know, um, that they're pretty big in their bodybuilding. And then you've got obviously your CrossFit, um, which I think most cities, cities do that now, don't they? Right. Um, but I mean, in terms of where it's going, I mean, I'm not really involved too much like I used to be. You know, I, used to, I always used to go around to different gyms, training with other guys that compete. But like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit different now. Um, I'm at home, like grinding away, um, building my business, um, helping my wife do her, spending time with my kid. And we actually have a gym like two seconds away from our villa. Um, so I just go, I go to this gym like three times a week now. It's a very basic gym and I get amazing workouts. Like for people that think you need an amazing gym, you don't need an amazing gym to get great results. I mean, in that gym, there's a Smith machine, um, free weights, cable, and a few machines. And I, and I crush it in there. So I, I'm, I'm not really in that scene now where I'm, I'm walking around high-fiving people, you know, collaborating with everyone like, yeah, get ripped and all that sort of shit. Um, <laughs> So just yeah, going to your own space. Yeah, exactly. And uh, have you been out of your home um, recently back into the UK? I went home. Yeah, I went to the UK and actually got stuck there because of bloody COVID. Um, 
yeah, I got stuck there um, over Christmas. Um, yeah, it was a pain in the ass, to be honest. So I went to see family um, and it was cold and it was, yeah, it was horrible. I don't like going back <laughs> to the UK at all. Um, but yeah, the, um, to your question, actually, COVID's actually been fine in Dubai. I mean, we got locked down once, um, but I think I think Dubai has handled it one of the one of the better places in the world, if I'm honest. Um, okay. With how they with how they've dealt with it, still wear a mask and all that sort of stuff. But um, I don't really pay attention to all that sort of stuff. You know, I don't watch the news. I don't really I don't listen to that crap. If I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same about 18 months ago. I just switched it all off and I'm just like, yeah. I live in my own little bubble and just do what I need to do to kind of uh, yeah. said, if live with my family if, and whatnot. If something's really wrong, like really wrong, like life-changing wrong, you're going to hear about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to hear about it. You're going to get an email or something at all, right? <laughs> Nothing's, uh, I mean, I, I've heard it's quite um, a little bit worse, obviously, in Australia, obviously the restrictions and the way the government are playing things, right? Um but again, I don't know much too much about it and I don't really care, to be honest. Um, you just got to act and, and just deal with what you've got, right? And just uh, make make the uh, the best possible case of a, of a bad case. And that's some of the guys that I've been working with have gravitated towards me. Most of the guys that we coach have the same mentality as well, right? They're not worried about COVID and, you know, getting a booster and, oh, we've got to wear a mask outside. And, you know, it's just... Uh, Anyway, you think it's a boring, <laughs> uh, it's a boring conversation at the COVID yeah, one. Absolutely. Um, I guess I always like going give, giving the audience some sort of nugget that you know they can take away with you know with obviously some good information that we hear, but something that they can actually use practically. You know, okay, that's a really good point. I'm going to kind of introduce that tomorrow. Try and take, I mean, taking positives that you took mm. from the physique world. What's something that you could take from that world and implement into? the everyday Joe Blow at home that just wanted to kind of get healthier, fitter, has a couple of kids, maybe runs their own business or is, you know, a nine to five job, whatever it might be. What's something from that world that you have learned that you can transfer over just to the ordinary Joe Blow that helps them uh, live a happier, healthier life? So I guess that's that's a long question. So basically what I I would say is uh, discipline and structure is what I learned from doing that, right? Discipline and structure. I mean, at the end of the day, motivation is nothing without discipline right most of the guys even yourself you know you'll chat to a guy and he'll say oh, i'm just not motivated it's, it's such a lame excuse just being not motivated because everybody's motivated right if someone speaks they say not motivated this guy is motivated because he's got a business he's got kids he's got a wife to look after he gets up in the morning yeah walks his dog whatever he's got to do so this guy's motivated right but he's not disciplined enough in his health and fitness yeah does that make sense yeah so people that think they're not motivated they're just not disciplined they don't have any structure um and they don't have any accountability accountability is probably the biggest thing right you can give someone a nutrition i could send everyone on your podcast now a nutrition plan the free training program yeah but i guarantee two percent of those people will even do the whole thing and maybe half percent will get results because there's no accountability yeah um, so one thing I'd advise people here now, I guess, to give someone some something they can take away with today. So morning routine, I'm not sure if you ever spoke about this, but morning routine for me is quite big. And this is in, you know, this is in my night 10F program as well. Um, and especially if you're a busy guy with kids, right? As you know, if you wake up in the morning, I'm not sure about you, but if you wake up in the morning and you oversleep, and as soon as you wake up, the kid's up, you'll get the kid, and you can go downstairs and they're running around and like there's no headspace for yourself. 
right? For me personally, this is like the worst start to the day um, because my day is, is ruined if I do that. So morning routine is very key, right? So I'll run you through my morning routine. I was going to say, this, if you could, that'd be great. Yeah. Use this structure and this framework. And obviously everybody's different, right? Um, but, you know, I've got a kid as well. So people that say, you know, I've got a kid and I can't do that. You can do it. So what I do, I wake up at 4.30 in the morning. Okay. By the way, um, before that, I get to bed at 9.30 and I actually set a reverse alarm, right? So I set an alarm at 9 p.m., reminding me <laughs> reminding me funny enough to get to bed yeah absolutely the reason, the, the reason why i do that is because i mean I'm, I'm into crypto and nfts and stuff right so what i do about nine o'clock i find myself on twitter or youtube watching like like videos i'm like i have to stop this because i'm going to bed dreaming about like, <laughs> nfts and stuff right so it gets them gets to nine o'clock and i the alarm will go off and i you know i put the phone down and i might just watch a series with the wife or um I used to read, but I'd fall asleep straight away. So I wind down, okay? And I will plan what I'm going to do the next morning. Um, and I'll fill in my journal as well. Um, so leading into the morning, so this sets you up for a morning, right? What you do the night before sets you up for a massive head start in the morning. So what I do in the morning, wake up at 4.30, um, I'll go downstairs, I'll drink a litre of water. That takes, you know, it takes you 15 minutes to wake up, right? Um um, I, I won't look at my phone. This is this is the worst thing you can do. I won't look at my phone. Um, I actually have an alarm now by my bed, which is not my phone. The phone's turned off, have a separate alarm. Um, it's locked in the drawer, right? So I read for 30 minutes. I read, um, I take notes. I actually write what I read. I write it in a book. Yeah, because, you know, as you know, it's very easy to listen to stuff and take things in without action, right? And yep. I, my attention span is like a like a minute <laughs> flies, right? So I have to write stuff down after. Um, so that's 30 minutes. And then what I'll do, what I planned the night before, I've written it down so I'll get to the laptop. Um, and, you know, bearing in mind, this is like two hours before, you know, my little girl gets up and my wife. So this this time for me is, 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 is nice, you know? It's quiet, it's dark. Um, and, then I'll, and then I'll do the biggest job I have of the day in the morning. So for example, I might write a week's worth of content, right? Or I might set up a, um, a sort of a, a, a free giveaway, you know, like a lead magnet or set up some emails. I always do my hardest thing in the morning for sort of 90 minutes. And then my little girl wakes up, I spend about an hour with her. And then I'll walk the dog, yeah? I'll walk the dog, um, spend another 30 minutes with the little one. That takes me to about 8.30, right? And then I'll do my work for another two hours, and then I will go and train. So I pretty much do that 80% of the time. Um, so by the time it gets to sort of 11 o'clock, I can pretty much be done if I really wanted to for the whole day, right? which I don't because I'm a little bit of a workaholic. But um, So that is my morning routine. Obviously, you can use that structure but I just, I guess a few nuggets to take away is just don't check your phone when you wake up. I know so many people that wake up, they look at their phone in bed, check their email, look at a WhatsApp, and it ruins your day straight away because, you know, someone could annoy you. Someone, you know, your boss could be emailing you. It's honestly the, it's the last thing you want to do in the morning. Start waking up. I know it's not everyone wants to wake up at, you know, half four, but just start every week. Just bring it, bring it, bring it sort of, you know, bring it back 15 minutes a week before you know it after a month, you know, you wake up an, an extra hour early, two months, two hours early. And this would just be a routine. 
you get up in the morning, you can start a little side hustle, you can work on something that you really want to do, or you can grow your business even more. Um, and it just gives you a much better start to the day. And here's a key point. It actually stops you getting fatigued in the afternoon. Yeah. A lot of guys, a lot of my guys, they don't have morning routines. They get up, chuck, chuck their clothes on, get the kids ready, drive into school. You know, they're not even woke up. Checking their phone on the boss on the way to work, you know, maybe having a bit of an argument. Gets to three o'clock. They've obviously chugged three, four glasses of coffee by then. Gets to three, four o'clock and they're shagged, right? Because they didn't start the day right. Um, and, and this is what I sort of implement with, with, with my guys. It's very important to have a morning routine. It's so important. Um, but I mean, that, that's pretty much what I could say to you guys. And you guys can pretty much implement that tomorrow. <laughs> Get, start getting up 15 minutes earlier and just, you know, save this podcast and just go through what I've just said. And I guarantee after, after eight weeks, this, this will massively change your sort of life and your energy throughout the day and your productivity. And, you know, going into even more depth things, this will help you lose weight, you know, help you start training, being more consistent, start feeling better. Um, it's honestly so, so many benefits to it. It's, it's, it's never ending. So, yeah, I mean, if I could give one thing, I would say definitely, you know, sort your morning routine out. I think it ties all back into what you're saying is the discipline and structure. <clears throat> as well yeah. in that you know no one wants to get up at 4 30 or earlier whatever it, whatever it might be you know if you're someone who gets up at eight o'clock getting up at six o'clock it's still two hours different like no one wants to get up earlier but doing it and being disciplined about it as you said can set that kind of mindset up that mind frame up to going okay i got up i'm going to be productive start the day it sets me on a good pathway so away you go and as you said it can then bleed into other aspects of your life be that if you are on a health journey, a fat loss journey, a business yeah. journey, a, a career journey, whatever it might be that you're trying to do, if you're setting up that morning um, as a productive part of you and that you're disciplined about it, even on that morning where you, your alarm does go off and you're like, oh, can't be bothered today, <laughs> getting up anyway and doing it and just getting something done, showing up can be a massive positive for you. Oh, it's huge, mate. It's huge. Um, and by the way, I'm, I, I, I overslept my alarm, by the way, guys. So, um, I'm not perfect. I don't do this every day. Overslept this morning. Um, don't know what happened. Overslept this morning. So I, I got up 45 minutes later and it did sort of throw me off a little bit. So it does show once you've created that habit, you do get in that routine that does set you up for the day. Absolutely. So what's next for Rob? What's, uh, what's on the plans for you, man? Obviously, uh, you've got the young family there now and uh, things are going well for you. And uh, obviously going in a bit of a cut now, but what, uh, I guess, business-wise, <laughs> life-wise, what's, uh, what's going on next for you, man? Um, so we're actually probably going to sort of relocate to, to Greece, maybe. Um, I don't think we've actually announced this to actually even my guys yet. Um, but I mean, in, in two, three years, we're probably going to migrate to Greece, um, you know, get, get a nice sort of a nice big house up in the mountains, overlooking the mountain, drive down to the beach. Um, and you know, we both have an online business, so pretty much like yourself, right? I think you're online as well, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I read so a clinic know, for... I was going to say I yeah. ran a clinic for 15 years, yeah. but um, because of COVID, it got shut down. And so I'd started shifting my business online about a year yeah. or two before that. And so luckily I was able to Perfect. just give it a, give it a switch straight on online and it's, it's worked out. So yeah, it's all been good. Yeah. So, so as you know, buddy, you know, if you, if you build a good reputable audience um, and you get results for people, I mean, you can help anyone from anywhere in the world. Right. 
I mean, you could go and live in Bali, couldn't you, for half the price if you really wanted to. Um, <laughs> um, so that, that's what we're doing. My, my wife has an online business. We're both online. So we can literally raise a family wherever we think best, you know, wherever we think the, you know, the good schools, good lifestyle. I mean, you know, basically, I won't go too much deep into it, but in Greece, you can go to all the islands. You're in the middle of Europe. You can go to Italy. Um, obviously, I, I'm from the UK. Family's obviously a lot closer than it is to Dubai. So, yeah, just ticked all the boxes. So that's pretty much next. And, you know, between now and then, we're just, you know, building our sort of fitness empire and trying to have as much people as possible. Um, I have a podcast actually called Fit Rich. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen it. Maybe I'll get you on, actually. You can sort of talk yeah, about your mindset to stuff. Ever, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess that's that's pretty much what, what's going on for me. Just get my head down and, and just trying to sort of spread the, spread the word as much as possible and, and um, motivate as many guys as possible and, and, and you know, help them help them reach their potential, you know? Absolutely. Um, if I can make any suggestion uh, in living in Greece, I've spent a lot of time in Greece. Um, oh, perfect, yeah. Nafplio <laughs> is a beautiful part of Greece, if, you've know, if you know it or know the area. Um, yeah. I had a lot of great memories in that, uh, that area wow. of Greece, kind of right near um, the water, but um, big tobacco fields and big um, uh, mm. citrus farms mm. and things in around that area. So beautiful Fantastic, landscapes yeah. and things like that. But yeah, it's a beautiful part of the world, Greece. So I, yeah, because uh, my, um, my, my wife was actually born there. So okay, yeah, okay. You know, they have family homes in there. So if you go to the north of Athens, there's nice big houses overlooking the mountains. So yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll hit you up on that and we'll maybe chat about a bit of Greece. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Can't go wrong. <laughs> um, I always like having uh, my guests uh, answer my quick fire five just to finish our uh, show up. Oh, so cool. if you don't mind indulging me on my little, uh, yeah. little questions here. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, good. Excellent. Um, first I, thing that comes to mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, beach or snow? Beach. If you could travel to the future or past, which way you'd go? Past. Is there a, I always like, like just to follow up on that. Is there a reason why the past? What would be the uh, thing that you'd like um, to go I, back to? I don't, I don't like the sort of going back in the past. I don't think of the past, but I just think back in the sort of 80s and stuff like that, there was no bullshit fad dieting and all this sort of snowflake behavior. I think people were a lot realer um, and things were just a lot, how do you see it, right? Back in the 80s, but now it's just so much nonsense and fluff around in the world. Yeah. Good answer. Um, don't have to worry about nutritional value, calories, and all of that kind of thing. One food for the rest of your life. What would you choose? Just one, or can I? Just one. Steak. Steak. Good answer. <laughs> um, family, friend, famous, dead or alive. Who would you like to have dinner tonight with? Uh, my granddad. Yeah, great answer. Um, yeah. Number five. I want you to get super selfish. You've already said goodbye to family, but you've been given twenty four hours left to live on this earth. What do you do with your last twenty four hours for you? Oh wow! Um, shit, no one's ever asked me that. What do I do for myself in twenty four hours? Um, oh, um, twenty four hours. Well, wow, that's a really good question. Um, that's got me a little bit. Um, I just have to probably go to. Um, I don't know. I'd have to research just the, the nicest. Maybe I'll come to Australia. Maybe I'll go to sort of Melbourne or, you know, just travel around Australia in the sun. Yeah, that's. I think that will please your, your guys even more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Playing to the audience, I like it, mate. Excellent, very well. <laughs> well, um, Rob, I really appreciate your, your yeah. time today, mate, and um, you know, answering some of the questions and opening up the book of the physique world and I guess how that's then blended into, you know, I guess, in quote, more normal life now that I guess can apply yeah. to so many more people. And so I appreciate your time and uh, your expertise there, mate. No worries, buddy. It's been a pleasure um, coming on and on. 
Fantastic. Where, where do we send people, mate? They'll be in the show notes anyway, and I'll get obviously some details off you. But if people want to check you out, where's where's the best place to uh, look for you? Um, I guess the best place to go is head over to Instagram. You know, I post a lot of family stuff now. Um, so head over to Instagram, Rob J Sharp. Um, and you know, I mean, I mean, send me a DM. Send me a DM. I guess with the word podcast. So I know you come from Adam's show. Um, and I, I know I'll sort you guys out with with some maybe some little little freebies or some something that might help them um, regarding what I spoke about today. So yeah, Rob J Sharp, and uh, yeah, DM me guys with the word uh, podcast. That's awesome, man. I appreciate that and uh, very kind of you. So, uh, yeah, guys, jump over to uh, Rob's content. Um, as I said, he's uh, a wealth of knowledge and he's doing some great things in the industry. So I really appreciate him coming onto the show, but appreciate what he's doing. So, again, mate, I uh, appreciate everything you're doing and uh, enjoy your winter time, if you yeah. can call that, uh, in Dubai. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Good on you, mate. Uh, thanks, everyone, for uh, listening in. As always, uh, appreciate your time. So enjoy the show. Like, subscribe, do all those things. You know what you need to do these days if you are new to the show. But I wish you well. I'll see you next week. Bye.